Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Christmas. The time is here to spread good cheer. The old-fashioned Disney way. <laughs> Having the whole family here together on this New Year's Eve is even more beautiful. You know, dear, I think you're right. Well, of course she is. Oh, hold the phone there, boys. Where's your Christmas spirit? No, sorry, folks. <coughs> Gomer, let's show them how it's done. Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The Magic Kingdom proudly presents our holiday celebration. W Radio. Your information. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 98 for the week of December 21st, 2008. With a quiet week in Walt Disney World news, we're going to jump right in and take a look back at this year's MouseFest event that took place last week in Walt Disney World. Enthusiasts from around the world and from dozens of online communities gathered to celebrate and share their love of Disney through friendships new and old. And back with me this week to discuss the events and what MouseFest really means is Glenn Whalen and Greg Grimsley as we recap the events day by day and how each of us spent and enjoyed what we all agree was a wonderful few days in Walt Disney World. As 2009 approaches, Disney fans have a lot to look forward to, with many new experiences coming to Walt Disney World. One of them is the American Idol Experience, an interactive show and competition like no other, with a new level of excitement coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Disney's park spokesman Gary Buchanan joins me to get a sneak peek as to what's to come for participants, guests, and audience members who'll all be offered a level of participation in the show like never before. In the spirit of the season, I'll have another fun holiday-themed trivia contest for you where you can play to win a prize package. I'll also play some more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. A few weeks ago, I was joined by a couple of docs to talk about what's become an annual tradition, dare I say pilgrimage, for Disney fans from around the world, as MouseFest 2008 ran from December 11th through the 15th in Walt Disney World. This unofficial gathering of enthusiasts, online communities, and friends was bigger and, yes, I believe, better than ever. And since we looked at MouseFest before the event, from a veteran's and a first-timer's perspective, I thought it appropriate to look back at MouseFest through those same eyes and ears. So back again for really the second time in about five weeks, and I don't even think Samantha Brown, I mean, she had to wait a few months to go back-to-back, -back, is Glenn Doc Terminus Whalen from Passamaquoddy.blog.com. Welcome, Glenn. Thanks, Lou. It's great to be here again. And Greg Doc something grimsley from <laughs> disneyobsession.blogspot.com 
Wow, on the same page with Samantha Brown. How about that? <laughs> usually I reserve that only for Tim Foster, but yeah, that, that's, that's usually in a derogatory sense. So. <laughs> Good to be back. Good yeah, be back. Well, and guys, welcome back from you know a fun and exciting, and I think we can all agree a very eventful and you know, Greg, based on the way you and I both sound, exhausting in a good way kind of week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was a great week. It was a great week. I've been fighting, you know, the uh, the cold since I got back because we just, I think my tolerance was way down from running all the places. So, uh, but it was a great week. Yeah, and we're going to kind of take it day by day and, and talk about some of the things we did and sort of how we experienced MouseFest. And Greg, I'm going to ask you first, we talked about from a first-timer's perspective what you were anticipating and what you thought it was it might be at the very least did you expect how tiring the, you know the week's events could end up being I think I probably did expect it. Uh, I normally go commando when I'm down there anyway, and so as my wife is the one who likes to take it easy while she's in Disney World, and I go flat out. So I kind of knew I'd be coming home tired. I just didn't know I'd be as tired because there's, uh, and I think because I'm trying to do as many things as I can get done, but at the same time try to balance it. And I, uh, I don't think I did a really good job of balancing my time, but um, yeah, yeah, I knew I was going to be tired coming home. Yeah, it's tough. And we only do the land portion. There's also a cruise portion that takes place the four days before the land portion of Mouse Fest. And sometimes I don't know how those guys do it, coming off the cruise and then, you know, hitting the ground running, doing the land portion. I mean, I actually got down to Walt Disney World a couple of days earlier just to do some non-Mouse Fest stuff. Still took it easy, um, but it was a long week. And, And like I said, as we talk about how we all experienced it, we didn't do a lot of running around except maybe Saturday night, but um, but it, it was a tiring week. Uh, my week started on Tuesday, actually. Um, I headed over to the studios. I had an interview with somebody there, and uh, Glenn, you and I got to meet up. And the first of what will be probably most of my discussion is going to revolve around food because I think that's all I did. And uh, Glenn, I think you were there for, for every meal. Yeah. Um, we spent the evening with a, uh, a Disney animator and an artist at the studios and and. Went to Hollywood and Vine, um, checked out the Osborne Lights, sort of a nice, easing, uh, easy way kicking off the week. Right. Yeah, it was a gorgeous time, and, and to experience uh, walking through the studios with an animator, actually somebody who was involved in creating many of the products we were looking at, that was quite a treat. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, I was back to the studios again for some more non-MouseFest work. Um, and then I headed over to Disney's Animal Kingdom to sort of meet up with a group that I had never met before who invited me out to dinner, which was the Radpee people. And we talked about how the, the Rec Arts Disney Park group sort of started what, what was the precursor to Mouse Fest. And a really, really nice group of people. Um, I was able to ride the one of only two rides that I did all <laughs> week, which was Everest at night. But a quick aside, we had dinner at Tusker House. This was my first time there for the buffet dinner. I... Loved it. Dare I say, dare I say, I think it's better than Boma. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm throwing I'm throwing it out there. Uh, throwing it out we there. We may have to do See a little comparison. Sticks. Yeah, but it, it was that good, or I was that hungry. One of the two. <laughs> so, uh, Well, it's safe to say you were probably that hungry. I'm always that hungry. Right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Um, and I called an early night because I knew what the rest of the week was going to be like. Now, Greg, is that when you got in on Wednesday? We got in on Wednesday morning, and then uh, you know I had my nephew with me, so a lot of my tiredness did come just from making sure he had a chance to do a lot of things. So yeah, we um, got in on Wednesday, went on over to uh, Animal Kingdom, ate at the Yak and Yeti table service, and then uh, did some of the rides, saw Finding Nemo the musical, rode uh, Everest at night because I never had a chance to do that. And then I also uh, had a chance to do some photography at uh, Animal Kingdom at night, which was the first time I've had a ch- chance to do that. So that was, uh, it, and we called it an early night also. Right. Now, and now you mentioned you brought your nephew, really nice guy. I really like having a chance to talk to him a little bit. He he sort of very much outside the Disney community. He's not a blogger. I don't think he started a podcast yet. Uh, not really a big floor. <laughs> what were sort of his impressions of the whole idea of coming down to Mouse Fest and 2,000 people getting together in Disney World? Well, he thought he was, you know, very special because he was uh, compared to other people who were there who didn't hang out with bloggers and podcasters and everything that he had a chance to get some of the inside stories about the parks because you know all of us geeks know how everything was built or at least we think we do and uh, to walk around with him and for him to sit and talk with you guys and other people that he met to learn things about how the parks were put together and what things mean and the backstories uh, he just thought he was just extremely special in his trip I don't think he would ever want to go back to Disney World without there being a mouse fest or some other uh, group of guys and girls getting together like we did. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Thursday sort of officially kicked off the land portion. There were a few meets here and there Wednesday evening and very early Thursday morning, but it kind of got kicked off with Mouse Fest 101 and the, the kickoff, the appropriately named kickoff reception. This year we had it over at Disney's Contemporary Resort in one of the Nutcracker ballrooms. Now, Glenn, I know you were there. Greg, I'm going to ask you specifically because you were a first timer. Were you able to go to Mouse Fest 101? I did. Yes, I did. And this was run by Mike Scopa and Mark Goldhaber, really meant to be a a primer for Mouse Fest for those people that hadn't been there before, sort of make you feel more comfortable, give you an uh, an understanding of what was going to go on during the week. What did you think of that event? I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't take a lot of the advice uh, that they gave out (laughs) in terms of... um, you know, make sure you pace yourself and eat at the appropriate times. I, I did that. Go, I that I did. I, I, ate, I, well, I, I did eat, but I don't think it was at the appropriate times. Or, <laughs> right. But uh, no, it was good advice that came out of that. And it was also the very first opportunity to, to get to see everybody in one place. And so uh, there was a lot of first meetings that took place that day. And uh, so I think it was a very good event. Plus the reception afterwards, uh, I had thought I was going to go back to the hotel and uh, and sleep. But they put out all these energy drinks, and I was stoked and ready to go for the rest of the day. So. <laughs> Right, immediately following these, the sort of introductory thing was the kickoff reception, which was uh, supposed to be for the people who had pre-registered. We decided at that time to just sort of open up to whoever was there. And uh, thankfully, it, it kicked off with water if you wanted it, or they had you know rock star energy drinks and candy bars sort of uh, fueling you for, for the next couple of days that were to, to come. But you're right, it was a great opportunity to, for the first time, see the people and shake the hands and give the hugs to those people maybe that you've known from online or you've known from past year's events or maybe for people like you who've never been before get to see some of the faces to the voices or the names of the websites um, that you've been to before right so and, and other than the fact that it was pouring rain outside um, it was a really really I, I thought it was a great event I loved where we had it at the contemporary it was very easily accessible we didn't have to worry about interfering with anybody in the parks because there were hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of people there. 
When we were getting ready to leave, just a short story about that, because you're right, it was just really raining a lot that morning. And uh, my nephew and I were on our way over to the Contemporary, so I asked the cast members we were leaving Magic Kingdom, when are you all going to turn the rain off? And she said, we're turning it off at 2 o'clock. And sure enough, I mean, when we got finished with that kickoff reception, it was right around 2, 2.15, you looked outside and the sun was shining. It was beautiful. <laughs> Just enough time to sell out of ponchos and then, boom, turn the rain off. As soon as, <laughs> right. as, soon as I buy a poncho, know that the rain's going to stop. So, But um, after that, it was the Magic Kingdom Day, and the Magic Kingdom events sort of um, unofficially get kicked off with uh, Mike's Dole Whip meat over at Aloha. Notice that everything seems to revolve around food so far. There hasn't been an event without food. So, and the Dole Whip meat is a nice meat because it's the first one sort of in the parks. It's, it's a very casual gathering of people and of course if you want something to eat now both of you guys i assume were there yes right. indeed yeah there's food around and so was glenn so <laughs> 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 but uh and, and that's what like i said started kicking off some of the other meats so I, I know oddly enough glenn i think you and i went off to go get something to eat after the yes, goal we, we, we left there to go and 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 we had our own our own creative meat at that point, point, I guess, because uh, we went and had an egg roll meat after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Arguably one of the best egg rolls I've ever had at the Sunshine yes. Tree Terrace. Better than Bulma, was what we <laughs> yeah. said. So, and, and now we all kind of, at this point, split up a little bit. And I think this, now, and Greg, you can, you know, talk to this. Did you expect it to be hordes of people just sort of following each other through the park or did you expect to what happened happened which was people sort of break off into much smaller groups and sort of go their separate ways well i think uh, yeah i think i expected the latter that people would break off in their own groups uh just because you know people have um different things that they're interested in i mean there's people who follow your show there's people who follow other shows uh some of us were friends before we even got there so i think we just naturally want to hang out with people that we're familiar with and uh we're comfortable being around so i did expect it to break out some but also uh you know was glad that i got to meet some new people going into some other areas when i wasn't hanging out with you guys so now did you go to any other meets or was it more about time that you were spending with your nephew or just a couple of small groups well, actually, no, I even dished my nephew there after, uh, you know, <laughs> nice. I, um, because he didn't want to go Tim. Uh, we, I went to the uh, Magic and Pixels Photography 101 meet because I wanted to watch or meet Tim Devine. So went over to Tomorrowland Terrace for that. And he was not interested in uh, going into that. So he went off and started doing his thing. I think he went to Buzz Lightyear for you know a couple of rides on that. And, uh, and let's and be course, clear, he, your nephew isn't five. He's an adult. Oh, no, my nephew's <laughs> 30 years old. Yeah. And we need to clear that up because I do have a five-year-old old nephew too so uh, yeah this is my adult 30 year old nephew who's uh out doing his own thing so yeah we left you before the uh egg rolls came out and uh headed off in other directions and then met up later on so yeah and uh at this point i got to do something that for me has really become one of the highlights of mouse fest and it's nothing on the schedule it's something that um i kind of just do on my own but for the past number of years um, thanks to somebody that I'll just call, you know, Dr. and Mrs. Claus, uh, I'm able to do something really special that embodies the spirit of the season. And in the past, what they've done since they can't get down to Mousefest, but they sort of want to share that Christmas spirit, they've sent me down two tickets to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and asked me to just use my judgment and give them out to somebody during that day. Well, this year they sent me four, which was great because I was able to find 
that family, that family of four, mom, dad, son, and daughter, who maybe, you know, was leaving the park, wasn't going to go to the Christmas party, hadn't been there before. Glenn, you were with me, although there was no food involved. And (laughs) we were able to find, you know, we, we very quickly found in the hub that family. And it worked out even better than expected because they were from overseas. They were from the U.K., This was their first trip to Disney World. It was their first day there. Um, The weather was already bad in the morning, so they kind of had that, you know, sort of blah thing. And when we walked up and just sort of told them that, you know, there there was no catch. You didn't have to go sit through a four-hour timeshare presentation. We just wanted to share these Christmas party tickets with you. Uh, Glenn agreed. I mean, the the parents were ecstatic, and the kids just couldn't believe it. And it's... It was such a good moment. Uh, I really, really enjoy. I'm so thankful to Dr. and Mrs. Claus to to allow me to do that every year. Yes, what what a great gift, even even for you. It's a gift that you get to do that too. Exactly, exactly. So then we went to eat again. <laughs> Actually, that that's somewhat true because you and I, Glenn, had to uh, part ways. I had dinner. Um, over the California Grill with my publisher and, and oh, for, for yeah, you know they drag me out to these things. I gotta go. Man, it's tough being you, Lou. Tough I got three you. words for you: tuna three ways. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, you can I can see I haven't been to the California Grill in years, and I can see why it's a favorite of people. And that that view is just breathtaking from the top at night. And when you see the castle with the holiday lights on it, it, it's just, it really is something to behold. Almost as good as the food, but not quite. (laughs) So, and that night was uh, was sort of the unofficial Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party night. Uh, Glenn, I know you and I met up there again. Doc, did you have a chance to go? I was there. I was there. In fact, uh, Glenn and I went over to... um Joined a few of the friends and saw Twas the Night Before Christmas. Uh, holiday Wishes is absolutely phenomenal. I can hardly wait to look at my pictures for that. Now, but, was this uh, your first Christmas party? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh huh. That was it. I, I normally don't do many of the hard ticket things. You know, I did a couple of hard tickets earlier on when E-Ticket Night used to be a hard ticket. Um, but I haven't done hard tickets before, so I, I knew I was going to try that this time, and it was great. It was well worth the money uh, invested to do that. That was going to be my question to you. Yeah, didn't ride a ride at all. You know, just walked around, ate hot, uh, ate cookies and drank hot chocolate and saw shows. Uh, and it was great. It was great. Hey, Lou, I don't mean to uh, back up, especially when it has nothing to do with food. But <laughs> we uh, we actually did skip over the rocking chair meet, the unofficial rocking chair meet. I, that, I was just going to say, I didn't get a chance to. Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to attend. You were missed. You were missed. But uh, it was good. We had, I think, 13 people or something like yeah. that. And now we have artwork for next year. We'll try to make it an official meet uh, because we have artwork for it. So um, it, was, <laughs> it was good. It gave me a chance to uh, meet some other people for the first time and, uh, and begin some new friendships. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun time. We only Great. were able to get two rocking chairs. But, uh, you know, I don't think anybody actually sat on them. We just sort of hung out around them. Yeah, it, it, you accomplished everything that it was supposed to accomplish. We got a bunch exactly. of friends together. And we enjoyed the evening together, and uh, and you got some pretty good decorations in around you too. So you mm-hmm. did a good job with that. And, and I think that's going to be a recurring theme as we go day through day. That it's about the downtime with friends, as opposed to the rushing to the rides or what did you think of Everest or whatever it is. It, it's those little uh, meetups that we had here and there. So um, exactly. Let's move over to Friday. Um, this was the, the split day. The morning was Disney's Animal Kingdom. Afternoon was Disney's Hollywood Studios. 
first and foremost, kids, if you've never been to, to Walt Disney World in the winter, it does get chilly, and Friday morning was a bit nippy. Yes, oh, yeah. it was. <laughs> so um, I only was able to make it over to Deb's meet at the Harambe Fort in Africa. Not to particip- Again, not to participate in the scavenger hunt that she did, but more so just to see some of the people that maybe I, I had missed on Friday um, before heading over to the studios. Did you guys make it to Animal Kingdom in the morning? I made it over for the uh, Fish Our Friends meet over uh, Finding Nemo. Okay. Yeah, so, I did yeah, not I, make it. I got a chance to tear up again, you know. For, <laughs> uh, yeah. I love you, I Dad. I didn't make it over there because I knew I would have been crying too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Dad. I love you, son. I, I, I'm going to put it out there right now. I did not cry during Mouse Fest. Uh, just so you know, there was no tears coming from me, except when I had to leave California Grill. That was about it. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we went over to the studios. Uh, uh, Glenn, uh, forgive me. We had lunch at the Brown Derby. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't on the uh, it wasn't on the schedule, but that's you know what it was. We we weren't sort of compelled to go and run to meet. And as much as I tried to go and support everybody else's meet as much as I could, um, you know, we just were enjoying. It was a small group. There was four of us. Went over to Brown Derby and uh, and had a great lunch there. Yes, awesome lunch. Great fun time <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I had to excuse myself quickly because I was um, I, I ran over to say hi and congratulate the guys over at WW Today for their five, 500th episode they had to get together at the um, at the prop shop before I had to leave and get ready for PodFest which was my first meet that was over at the Backlot Express um, did it a little bit different this year because last year it became a little bit larger and unwieldy. And instead of having everybody, all the podcasters get up and introduce themselves and talk about their shows, I just did a little intro and then asked people to go and not only seek out the podcasters that they listen to, but other podcasts that maybe they haven't heard of before. And there were some that I hadn't heard of before, too, that I, I was anxious to meet some of these people and hopefully get introduced to some of the new shows. And the turnout was beyond what I could have expected. Someone came over, they said they stopped counting at around 240 people. So <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, Glenn, I know you were there. Doc, I, I think I saw you uh, I was there. sneak in, sneak uh, out. What uh, I mean, what'd you guys think of, of PodFest and just the whole sort of explosion of all these podcasts that are out there? I thought it was great. And, and the, the change in format totally worked. It became a... Uh, uh, an open networking people people were talking to who they wanted to and greg i have to use your your nephew again because he was the one i was bouncing all this off of hey what do you think about this sort of event and he thought it was great getting to meet all these different people and all these different things that he could listen to mm-hmm. uh, yeah i thought it was a, a very fun event and and it's a very quick hour yeah and, and that quick hour turned into a quick two hours because <laughs> yeah. it was maybe 20 of us to say i didn't yeah. didn't think there was a deadline on that thing <laughs> no we just you know we had such a good time just just chatting afterwards and then the, the chatting of course turned to where are we going to eat next <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did stay at the studios that night it was uh sort of the the official night to watch the um the osborne family spectacle of dancing and rocking and rolling lights but um <laughs> Again, Glenn, we, we opted to um, take a small group and head over to the boardwalk. And um, again, I'm sorry, we had din- dinner at Spoodles, which uh, which was awesome. <laughs> I admit, dinner was aw- dinner was great. Dinner was awesome, and I almost had a sword drop through my leg. Well, I was going to say that because I don't remember there being 
live entertainment at Spoodles, and now you sort of need to favor us exactly why you almost were impaled on a sword. Yes, yes. Yeah, this this uh, gentleman was doing some uh, comic magic, I guess, and he was balancing uh, swords and knives and everything, and he dropped the sword and probably intentionally and very much controlled, but in my little world, it was a very dangerous <laughs> moment. So, <laughs> And you cried, which was nice. I did so. cry. I See, I do cry at Mouse Fest. That's the difference between you and me. We both eat a lot, but I cry. So... <laughs> Be proud, Glenn. Be proud. Thank you. And now, Greg, what did you do Friday night? Uh, went to see Ho Ho Ho, a lot of lights, and then it was extra magic hours over at Epcot. So uh, met up with Ryan Wilson and uh, my nephew, and I hopped, up, hopped over to uh, Epcot for a few hours, and then called it a night. After that, no, I take it back. Went and met some people over at the Poly for um, um, a little refreshment because we were tired. (laughs) (laughs) Did that help you in your quest to get off of the tired, or did it make you more tired? (laughs) It made me more tired. It made me more tired. Well, that's the thing. um, I I mean, I was tired Friday night, but you you know, you almost... I I didn't want to go back to my room. I wanted to just keep on going as long as possible. That is the thing. I didn't want to go back to anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So we... um, as dinner was, was ending and we started looking at the dessert menu, I, I had an epiphany and realized, my God, we are within walking distance of beaches and cream. Waitress, <laughs> bring me the check. We need to leave immediately. <laughs> and God, yikes. We, 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 uh, we make our way over to beaches and cream and, um, and a night of some dance dance revolution and jump rope in the, in, in the beach club arcade. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Fortunately oh, or unfortunately, there is no video, so please stop showing that. I'm over at the Polynesian for that. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, we were able to introduce some some friends of ours to one of my friends, um, the No Way Jose, and all the joys that that come along with it. And uh, a highlight of Mouse Fest for me was my first of I think three No Way Jose's that I had over the weekend. Yeah, we uh, visited uh, Beaches and Cream many times during that week. <laughs> I need to hang out with you guys. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> my, uh, my nephew really wanted, he wanted a kitchen sink, and we never got over there. Oh, so, yikes. Man, that's, that, uh, that's hardcore. Uh, kitchen sink is yeah, hardcore. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to come back and haunt me later on. So I, we tried Eventually, to make it a- We'd walk in, and they were like, you want your usual table? No, <laughs> <laughs> no the, the host of at Beaches and Cream actually came to get us in the arcade because, <laughs> because right, we, were, right. we were dancing and playing. and Doing Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. He uh, stopped and said, hey, no, no, finish. Go ahead. I'm watching. Glenn, I, I never knew you had it in you. So, so is that going to be a meet next year? I, I think so. Revolution? I think I think the Passamaquoddy Dance Dance Revolution meet. <laughs> hey, sign me up. Uh, I'll come take pictures. Oh no no no! <laughs> All electronic no, 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 devices. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pictures. I agree. So I, I tried to make it a relatively early night because I knew Saturday was the big day. Saturday was really a big day uh, for me. I knew I was going to have to get up early because it was the mega meet. And although the Mega Meet started at 10, um, I, I was up setting up um, early in the morning. But there were actually some meets in the morning, one of which I would have loved to have attended. Steve Barrett did a hidden Mickey hunt on the boardwalk. And um, wow. from people that attended, they said it was a great time. It was beautiful weather outside. It was something um, really enjoyable to do. But uh, I had to set up actually my table in the ballroom over at, at the Beach Club Convention Center. was in between Steve Barrett 
and top 10 Samantha Brown, Tim Foster. And uh, <laughs> Glenn, I, I have to say thank you so much to you and April and co-host for the day, Lori, um, for all your help setting up and manning. I could not have done it that day without you guys and without your help. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, it, it was our pleasure. And uh, yeah, and everyone did a great job putting the event together. And once again, a uh, what's supposed to be a close-ended event ended up being a long event. And keep uh, it went by very quickly, but uh, it was several hours. <laughs> it did, and I felt bad. I, I wanted to, you know, walk around and see some of the other tables. I never was able to get away, but I had so much fun, more so than any other me- Mega Meet for some reason in past um, with this one because this is what Mouse Fest is all about for me. All kidding aside. It's not about the food. It, it's not about, you know, just spending time with Glenn and eating. But it's about <laughs> it's about meeting people. It's about the handshakes and the hugs and getting to interact with people that, you know, listen to the show or come to the site or members of the forums, whatever it is, that take the time to come over and say hi. And for everybody that did, I, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart uh, for coming over. It was a pleasure to meet all of you. Well, I've got to tell you, I've heard something for the rumor mill, and that is that Disney Imagineers are now trying to figure out a way to make a, an interactive queue leading up to your table for next year. So. <laughs> it was um, it, it was really nice. It, it really uh, it was a nice nice day. And so now, Greg, what was it like for you? You had never attended the Mega Meet before. We had talked about it. You had heard about it. What was it like when when those doors opened up and you and you came inside that you know cavernous ballroom? Well, it was sort of like overwhelming, uh, but I'm going to I'm just going to go back to the same old song and dance. I, I didn't go to every table. I just you know I've sort of scouted out where uh, you know friends were at and went and talked with them. You know, met a few other people, stood around the middle of the ballroom, just talked. I mean, it wasn't uh, I wasn't one to have to go in there and just get everything or meet everybody. It was, um, but it was it was large, and uh, it could be overwhelming. But I don't think I let it be that way because I just sort of spotted out five or six different tables I wanted to go to and did that and that was it. The rest of the time I spent standing around talking with people. I think Greg was in a unique uh, in a unique position because although he had never been to Mousefest before, he had been uh, very involved in our community and been to other large events. So very much like people who have been to Mousefest before, he had a lot of um, friends and uh networking opportunities that he was looking into it wasn't like somebody who had uh, was a, on their first visit to mouse fest where you create 150 new friends that you're going to look up next week next year or at the next event mm-hmm. i will say this though i mean I'm, let me answer from my nephew's perspective because it might give you a little bit of indication because hey he never had been in that situation either i think he actually left uh, the Mega Mouse meet after about the first half hour and went over to Epcot because I think it was just, you know, he, it was too much or something. I don't know. I don't, and that's <laughs> not a negative, but you know, he was, he was there for his reasons. And I think he saw everything he wanted to see. And he thought, well, I'm going into the parks again, uh, because just standing around talking again, wasn't, uh, he did a lot of that, but I think he had probably, uh, had gotten a little bit saturated on it, and so he said, "Well, you go ahead and do that." And he he joined some other friends and went over to the park. And here again, he made friends of his own, and they went into the parks together. And so that was great. Nice. And that's it. You you hit the nail right on the head. That even though he was alone, he found like-minded people and made friends. And if that's what you want to do, if you come down by yourself, 
Mouse Fest is the perfect opportunity. I tell oh, yeah. people all the time, there is there are advantages to going solo, and if you have ever been on sort of the fence about doing it, Mouse Fest is a great, great time to do it. Yes, exactly. So, uh, and and yeah, it was a uh, it was a very well run event. There was there were there were drawings and uh, giveaways at, at all the different tables. We were giving away all kinds of stuff at my table. Um, really had a lot a, a lot of fun, and I think people did as well. And and. It was something that, like you said, Greg, you can come and go to um, as much or as little as you want. And um, I got I got text on my way into the park that I had won something, but you have to be present to win. And so, um, anyway, what did you what did you lose out on? You know, I, I probably luggage tags. Something <laughs> like that. I uh, I was joking. Ooh, cruise on the all magic, the, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't get the five night stay in one of the uh, the vacation homes or anything, but it was. Um, I told somebody, I said, there's 943 people registered. If they could dial, you know, call up 942 numbers, I would be the one they didn't call. <laughs> and uh, but sh- my sister, she'd win everything. But uh, but sure enough, they, I was on my on the tram on the way into Epcot, and uh, somebody you know texted me and said they just called your number. And I thought, goodness gracious! So oh. there you go. <laughs> I won't leave. I won't leave Mega Mouse Meet ever again, Ernie. <laughs> I will get you. A, I will get you a, a WDW Radio shirt as a consolation prize. Oh uh, well, you know I appreciate that. But I mean, but you need Glenn, to. send him I mean, your shirt. I, please. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I've got it right here. I'm going through my stuff while I'm talking to you guys, and uh, so yeah, I think I got one right here. Yeah, the, I mean, people were walking out with bags and bags and bags of stuff, <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of the fun of it is getting back to your room at the night and, and seeing. You know what is this? Where did I get this, and, and what am I possibly going to do with it? But um, it was a yeah, long day. It was, it was it was very exciting. You know, the your adrenaline is up. I of course can't believe I say this. I forgot to eat. I mean, I didn't eat pretty much anything except a couple of bites of a muffin in the morning. So I, I had a meeting right afterwards, and then um, Glenn. What, yeah, I think uh, we all decided it was time to eat. So uh, we met over at the Beaches and Cream again. <laughs> I, you know, it's like Cheers over there. They just you walk yeah. in, and they say, "Glenn, here you go. We got your booth all." You know, they, they remove the velvet rope and you sit down in your throne. And and uh, but that was fun. You know, there was maybe oh, was, eight or ten of us. Yes. Um, yeah, you know. and uh, Bray and Nancy joined us, which was always a blast to spend time with them. And uh, had lots of. We all hung around and had dessert and a couple burgers and <laughs> French fries. And yeah, that was really good. God. You know, folks, I, I swear there is more to Mouse Fest that, that is going on. Look at the pocket guy. There was more going on than just us eating. And this is just sort of how we spent Mouse Fest. And, and you might read somebody else's trip report or go to their blog or, or go to their podcast, and theirs might be very, very different. They may run from meat to meat to meat, and that's yeah. just, just what it was. But we took it very slowly, very casually um, after we had... Um, you know, lick the bowls clean of our No Way Jose's. We went over to Epcot because it was an Epcot evening. And uh, the only meet that I that was able to get to that day was Tim Foster's Guide to the Magic for Kids over at the Imagination Pavilion. Right, and I joined you for that as well. Um, I was there for for that event. It was great. Tim does an awesome job working with the kids. Uh, so it was a big, fun event. Yeah, and, and it was... It was actually the first ride I took in my entire Mouse Fest trip. That's right. I, I take that back. I rode three rides because we rode Journey into Imagination with Figman. Mm-hmm. And and I love the fact that Tim Foster has events for kids because Mouse Fest is not just for adults. Um, a lot of people do come down 
without their kids, maybe because of the time of year or because of the type of event. But a lot of people do still come with their kids, and it's nice that he's got something specifically for them, a very fun, very interactive thing. He does trivia, and he gives them stickers and prizes and, and sends them on quests. So um, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but unfortunately, we had to leave early. <laughs> yeah, that, that event uh, really just, I, I built up quite an appetite in that, that, that 30 minutes since Beaches and Cream. So. I'm so embarrassed. I am so, so embarrassed because we um, we left Tim's meet, uh, unfortunately, early. And we went over to, <laughs> we went to La Cellier. <laughs> okay, now we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we weren't very hungry because we still had just eaten just a couple of hours before but any opportunity to go um with uh with co-hosts for the day we watched the redhead lorry um we we took and um again it was a small it was a small meet you know just just the four of us um and you can't of course give up on the cheddar cheese soup right right and even though i wasn't hungry i uh (laughs) did did sort of eat family style i sort of ate (laughs) ate like a family um and uh yeah, I had a, a lot of food. <laughs> Let me go on record by saying, I January 1, I am so going to start working out. I swear. <laughs> I swear I'm going to get myself in shape. But um, Greg, I don't I don't think I heard a year in that January 1, did you? <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't either. No. Uh, Look, who's the lawyer here? You or me, Waylon? 2012. <laughs> yeah. I've got that same resolution, though. You know, going to get inside, got to get in shape. So, what did you do, Greg? What did what? What did your? Please, I hope it doesn't involve food. But what did your? What was your well, Saturday Actually, evening? it does involve food, but it didn't involve <laughs> let's say, yay. But uh, but no, I um, went over to uh, David Koenig's uh, uh, Epcot Neverlands and did the walk around the world showcase with him, and that was great. Uh, you know, he we, he sort of gave out. Um, a map that showed all the different pads of, uh, of Wild in the World Showcase and who was where and you know the ideas that they had for other uh, locations or other countries to be in, uh, and it was sort of you know it was it was uh, well I don't know what I'm bittersweet I, I guess is the word I'm looking for because it was wonderful to hear all the things that could have been there but it was sad to see that these things aren't there. You know, when you talk about the, the, what was in, supposed to be in Germany and uh, the fact that there was a, a discussion about putting a Swiss pavilion in that would have a Matterhorn on the East Coast. And so, uh, you know, you look at these things and think, man, you know, this would be wonderful to have that. But still, you know, it's um, ma- you know, World Showcase is a magical place anyway. But yeah. So I did that. And then, um, <laughs> and then after that, I uh, went and ate some sushi. Afterwards, I uh, joined uh, some other friends and had, uh, you know, sushi. Yeah, I hadn't um, eaten enough since <laughs> since Le so I actually joined Greg for the sushi. Yeah, I thought we were, <laughs> sitting, next, we were sitting next to each other during that war. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't, oh, eat, uh, you didn't eat as much, I guess, because you, you know, had a good head of steam going. Yeah, I guess it was something like that. <laughs> I think you would literally be, you'd be at dinner, you'd excuse yourself to go to the restroom, you'd run over to the Japan Pavilion, eat over there, and then run back. There is a movie in that somewhere. It was, it was like Mrs. Doubtfire. That's, That's right, that was the one I was thinking about. That was the one I was thinking about. <laughs> so, What shirt was he wearing when he was eating with you? Over exactly. The, yeah. Exactly. We've got we to uh, check the photos. Uh, that, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> But uh, Saturday night for me was was my second meet, and it's one of the ones that I look forward to the most. 
because of what it basically is. And it's just, I used to call it the, the Disney World Trivia Family Reunion because I always think that the people who are members of the forums and who come by and listen to the show are all part of, uh, of uh, my extended family, as it were. And I still feel that way, but I thought it was a bit of a misnomer. So we just called it Lose Saturday Night Illuminations Meet. And uh, this year, rather than just standing around with our, our, you know, glow necklaces and things like that that we were handing out, I wanted to bring something interactive in as well. I wanted to, uh, to bring in a game. And it, because I do Trivia Fest the next day, not everybody's into the trivia. I thought, let's do something fun. It's not about what you know but maybe more about what you have on you. So we played Let's Make a Deal. And if you remember, the old Monty Hall would go into the audience and say, who has a paperclip, who has a rubber band, whatever. Well, we sort of did that same thing Disney style. And um, it was a lot of, I mean, I had a lot of fun. People really seemed to enjoy it. They could either um, pick out a prize from sort of the prize pool. I had calendars and CDs and books and, and whatnot. Or I also had 12 different mystery prizes that were in in numbered bags, and they could either choose something from the prize pool or one of the numbers bags, and we gave away uh, a watch, um, CDs, we gave a DVD away, uh, an MP3 player, all kinds of stuff. And it really, really was a lot of fun and sort of gave everybody a chance to participate. And I want to say a special thanks to my friend that brought me funnel cake. So... (laughs) (laughs) She so won the cruise. Surprise, food. surprise. You, so you did get more food. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that meet because I love just being able to stand around, have some downtime, chatting with people, uh, many of whom came over to me and they shared some very personal stories that that moved me. And I, and I won't name names. Uh, you guys know who you are. And I thank you so much for taking the time out of your Saturday night to, to come by and, and watch with us. Um, again, I did not cry at Illuminations, just going on record, probably because I was eating at the time. But um, <laughs> it uh, really one of the highlights of the week for me. Well, can I just say I agree with that completely because I've seen the Illuminations just a lot. And it's, it is my favorite fireworks show. But the, um, excuse me, nighttime is spectacular. Uh, yeah, but it was just different this time around because... It wasn't so much about watching all the pyrotechnics and hearing the story or or even the or the grandiose of the music, but it was just being there with friends. And uh, and here again, I know I'm like I'm beating this drum all over again, but that's it was just a wonderful thing to watch it there, you know, just with your arm around a friend or or um, just it was just great. It just took on a whole new meaning for me now based on that one moment. And, and Glenn, I saw you do something um, that I really liked too, which was we had some friends there who were not necessarily hardcore and part of the community. And, and uh, you actually sat and, and, and sort of told the story of Illuminations. Right. And one of these days, we're going to have to do that as a segment on the show because I think 99% of guests don't know it. And right. I just kind of was watching the dynamic of you telling her the story and yeah. seeing her new appreciation for, uh, you know, of the show. Yes, it's, it, it, I had a lot of fun doing it too, just because you can watch it, watch the uh, the story make sense to them. And they're like, "Oh, you know, I never knew that." Oh, yeah, the, oh, yeah it was Glenn, great. you're so cute. You're so incredibly handsome. <laughs> you're oh, right. You know everything about Disney. You should write a book. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you're very popular with the ladies, oh, man. You're, and you're can, editing that part, <laughs> out, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> oh, nothing okay, gets edited, okay. so be careful what you say. Right. Um, <laughs> so now, now, Greg, last year the uh, the island caught fire. At the end I'd of elimination, so I'd uh, heard that. so I'd this heard. year, instead of getting the island to catch fire, Lou had it arranged that all the smoke 
would come <laughs> right to where we were all standing. So there Lou was a the there was a lot of fallout where we were at. You know, are you going to move the event away from the Tory Gate next year? I was trying <laughs> I mean, to get you people some souvenirs that you can take home, a little fireworks shell. From, yeah, uh, yeah. There was somebody that was behind me that does it. They had a nice little, you know, maybe three inch round. See, piece don't of be ungrateful, <laughs> So, it's not much you get for free at Disney. So yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, <laughs> this is where you know some people the, the group sort of split a little bit. Um, it was late; it was ten something at this point. Uh, but there was, but yet again, there was another meet to be had if you so chose. And um, Brian Ripper uh, from All About the Mouse had a meet over jelly rolls on the boardwalk, and uh, and twist my arm, we went over. <laughs> What do you say, guys? It was maybe, Craig, there was maybe, what, 20 or so of us? Probably. At yeah. the Jelly Rolls. Uh-huh. Jelly Rolls, for those who have not been there, is a dueling piano bar. It is a lot of fun. I mean, you don't have to drink. You don't have to, you don't have to sing. Um, speak not of the singing. But um, it was a lot, a lot of fun. As exhausted as we were, it was a great way to finish off the night and sort of start up the morning, I guess. <laughs> I quite agree. I quite agree. I really enjoyed it, and um, you know, to hear me just—you're amazed at how many songs you actually do know. You know, because there were songs that I'd never thought I'd heard before. But oh yeah, I can sing this song, and never having heard it. So <laughs> yeah, there were um, there was a lot of blue suede shoes and uh, brown eyed girls to be had mm-hmm. that evening. And uh, again, oh, and I, Bohemian I, Rhapsody too—that was pretty <laughs> good. And but then also there was that—they uh, did the Disney World thing right there where they played Disney music, and we were all sort of standing around arm in arm singing now it's time to say goodbye yeah they do a great Disney medley and I'm telling you you have to go in there um, at night it's it's adults only and it's it's you know perfectly clean and everything but it's a great show and it's a lot of fun um, you know standing around with friends so um, it was a late night <laughs> that was Saturday was a late night I, I did it not was... go to bed until around five Saturday night. oh my God. yikes so okay um, I, I slept in a little bit on Sunday, uh, you know, by loose standards. Uh, it was actually my wife's birthday, so we took it a little bit easy, went over to the Magic Kingdom, um, had lunch at Casey's. Again, Glenn, you happen to be there. Surprise, yes. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, the piano player, I've talked about him before, Jim Omahandro, one of the one of the piano players there by Casey's, was awesome. I, I love mm-hmm. sitting there listening to him. He actually sang Happy Birthday to my wife, uh, which was nice, and uh and then we moved over to, for my last meet, which was Trivia Fest, um, which I've been holding for the last four years, I guess it is, over at the Noodle Station. And, um, and that was a lot of fun. I really, I loved how Trivia Fest was this year, not because we had a, a great turnout again. Somebody said around 230, 250 people or so. But the way Trivia Fest, I've run it, is that we play a sort of single elimination game. Everybody gets cards, A, B, C, and D. We play on the honor system. I ask a multiple choice question. You hold up your card. If you get it wrong, you're eliminated. If you get it right, you move on to the next round. And the scary thing for me when I conduct these events is you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know if a half hour in, everybody's still going to be there, or the second question in, you knock everybody out. And we were we were maybe 10 or so questions in, and like 95% of the people were there. And I started wow. getting that... That very nervous feeling. How, I, and then like two questions later, everybody gets knocked out except two people. What was the question? Do you remember? I'm sure it involved Glenn and food. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I have to look back. I, there, there's actually a video on YouTube, and it's out there s- somewhere. Um, I'll have to try and see if I can link to it. Uh, there were a couple of people who, thankfully, I appreciate you guys videotaping it. 
But the two people that remained was James Deezern, and he is somebody who's a member of my forums. The guy knows trivia and every little Disney detail you could imagine. He won Trivia Fest the first two years. Um, people thought it was a scam because he had his Disney World trivia t-shirt on. It was him and a 10-year-old kid that it came <laughs> oh, down to. And uh, it was a lot of fun, um, you know, making sure that that 10-year-old kid won the iPod. And uh, I have to link to the video because it's just sort of funny how it played out. I tried to help him along and, and feed him the answers, and he still wanted to give his own answer, <laughs> whether I told him the right one or not. So, um, And even after we were done, we, we played for a while longer and gave away prizes to people. And it was nice that people um, hung out and, and, and wanted to stay and play some more. So, Now, what did you guys do uh, Sunday during the day? What kind of stuff did you do? Well, we actually uh, participated in an event that the uh, Disney was putting on for the pass holders, and uh, a very limited event where we went over to see the American Idol attraction. We got to see the audition rooms and the backstage, and they walked us through the process that someone auditioning would go through, and then we got to go into the theater to see the stage and to see the theater itself that um, that the audience will be in. And from what I understand, is it going to blow people away as much as Disney says it's going to? They uh, the the stage looks exactly like the stage from American Idol, and it seems like I mean, a bit of very interesting uh, project to say the least. We're very anxious to see it. You do know, uh, Glenn, that you will have to audition purely <laughs> for research purposes. For research purposes, of course. <laughs> Because after my brown-eyed girl, there ain't no way I'm singing an American <laughs> Idol. <so. laughs> but, uh, yeah, th- things really started kind of winding down on Sunday. Um, again, it was my wife's birthday. We, uh, A group of us went over to Nine Dragons for sorry, for dinner, um, which I really enjoyed. You- you've heard me do my review of it. I loved Nine Dragons. I-, I thought we had such a nice time there. I thought we had a wonderful meal there. A nice way to sort of wrap up the Mouse Fest events for us. Yeah, there was more more food there. <laughs> yeah. And it was good food, too. It, it was good, was good food. Yes. But was it me, or did you all start seeing people hitting that wall? And, <clears throat> you know, the exhaustion finally started to catch up with people on Sunday night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, Lori, uh, we wants the redhead. I had never seen her hit the wall, and this time I really did. She was, She actually left before we ate. <laughs> oh my! Oh, the humanity. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was really tired. It was uh, it was one of those moments like, you know, do I want to keep trying to do something? So we watched Illuminations. You know, as I said on one of my previous posts, that uh, you know my exiting tradition is always to watch Illuminations one more time, and so we did that that night. But afterwards, it was promptly back to the hotel. It was just um, I just didn't have any more energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mouse Fan Travel, um, who I'd actually booked my my trip through, had a uh, an Illuminations dessert party in the UK that evening, and as much as the mind was willing, the body just mm-hmm. wasn't. I just could not uh, make it over there, and I, and, and I was sorry to have missed that because they always put on a really really nice event. But um, again, that wall came, and uh, and Monday morning I had a couple of meetings. Um, 
before I had to go and, and get my kids who were with my parents. Um, I did see some people in the beach club lobby who were kind enough to come over and, and we chatted about the meats and mouse fest. Um, but, you know, sort of in, in wrapping this all up, Greg, I want to ask you first, because this was your first time. You know, what did you think? You know, did it meet your expectations? Did it exceed your expectations? Was it different than maybe what you had seen in your mind's eye? Well, it exceeded my expectations, and it was and it was different also. I uh, I come to find out that it wasn't about rides and everything because you know I, I really didn't go to many ride oriented meets. It was more about uh, wanting to just go to meets where you're getting to know people better and just in developing the memory, uh, the friendships. But, uh, but no, it was, uh, it did exceed my expectations. It was everything I thought it would be and more. Uh, but you know, here again, I, I've learned some things too. And that is that you, you do have to still pace yourself and, uh, you keep talking to yourself about it. And somehow it just never seems to register that you got to slow down a little bit and not just go so, uh, so all out all the time. But, uh, but you know, people prepare you for it. You just, I just didn't listen, but it was, uh, uh, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. Now, Glenn, what about you? How does it compare maybe to last year's Mouse Fest for you? It was different mostly from my perspective being the first time going. I was meeting a thousand new people that I did not know. And now those same thousand people, I was trying to hook up with those same people. And I'm hoping that uh, any first-time attendee was also able to find a uh, hundred other new friends that they're going to look up next time as well. Yeah, and I think that's the point that we I want to get across. You know, as much as we talk about our, our 20 meals that we had together <laughs> and things that we did together with friends, a lot of those two were not just with friends from the past, but friends that we made on this trip and friends that we made at last Mouse Fest. So again, if you, you're... You're, you're maybe skittish about coming because you don't know anybody. This is the this is the best opportunity for you to make some of these li- lifelong and lasting friendships. I, I can assure you. Um, yeah, and I think the the only downfall about Mouse Fest is that it happens but once a year, and <laughs> I know not everybody can plan their vacation around it. And it's tough because the holidays are very close by. Maybe you can't get your kids out of school, and the timing and the costs just don't work out. And I got a lot of emails from people saying. God, Mouse Fest sounds great, but I just can't do it. I can't make it down this year. And I feel bad because I love meeting people and I love talking with them and shaking the hands and sharing the stories and enjoying the parks and having that face-to-face communication. And, and with the show, it's it's often you know so just one way where people hear me talk, but I can only get their emails. And that's sort of a limited in the um, in the connection that we can do, and Mouse Fest is great for that. So uh, maybe I, I thought I would take this opportunity to announce something that I've been thinking a lot about in 2008 and couldn't really do, couldn't really pull it off, but it's something that I think I can keep to as much as possible in 2009 based on the way things are starting to fall out. And one of the many things I, I had planned for 2009, but the only one I'm going to reveal now, is... Um, is that I want to take the best of what Mouse Fest is all about, which is meeting new friends and creating those memories and spending time in the parks with people. Uh, and, and also an opportunity for me to do something more with and for my listeners who I do. I consider all of you friends, whether we've met, emailed it, or talked or not. So in 2009, uh, I plan on doing the WDW radio show Meet of the Month. And each month, since I'm there that often practically anyway, um, I'll let you know when I'm going to be in Walt Disney World and we'll set a date and a time 
for anybody that's around and interested in getting together. And again, it's nothing formal, nothing after RSVP to, but it could be anything from just maybe a, a meet in the parks or a trivia contest, or we'll do the or Let's Make a Deal again. Or beaches and cream. Or, well, there you go. Beaches and cream will <laughs> definitely be on the uh, agenda, I'm sure. But we can, you know, ride an attraction or, or tour a resort or just sit and meet. Some of the things that we talked about today that we, we really enjoyed. And it's not really about a chance for you to meet me, but it's a chance for me to meet you. Um, and look, I, I do this show because I love Walt Disney World, but I, I do it for, for you, the people that take the time to listen each week. And I do want to meet as many of you as I can. And uh, I already have some ideas, um, um, some fun things that we can do while we're down there. So I already know when I'm coming down in January uh, to cover the marathon and cheer on all the runners slash walkers. So uh, the first sort of meet of the month, I might as well throw out right here. I want to invite anybody who was around during that weekend to come by and join us at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, January 10th at the Tomorrowland Noodle Station. Uh, that gives time for runners to finish and, and come by as well. I'll put a link in the show notes to a thread that we have going um, for, for the WDW Radio Show Meet. There's going to be a lot of listeners who are running as part of the marathon team. Lots who are coming down, like me, just to cheer. So hopefully you guys... Um, can come by, say hello. I'll have some giveaways there as well. Um, and again, if you want to post in the forums that you're coming by, that would be great. And if you can't make it, no problem. I'm definitely going to be doing this again and again throughout the year as soon as I know uh, when the trips are booked. Maybe I'll even put a little um, meet of the month sub forum in the in the forum so you guys can follow along and see. And, and hopefully, I'll have a chance to meet you guys at Walt Disney World. But um, back to Mouse Fest, guys. I want to thank you both so much not just for for joining me on the prep show and the recap show but for your help and and your support during the week um i I could not have done it without you guys um and really most of all without getting all sappy um for helping me create memories that that i'm sure are going to last a lifetime well it's all my it was all my what am i trying to say lou edit this (laughs) it was my pleasure (laughs) yeah i enjoyed it i really uh i just like i said getting time to spend time with all you guys was wonderful and uh you're very welcome i got something in my eye (laughs) is it ash from illuminations (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think it's a a chocolate chip from the no way jose (laughs) but um i'm sure People are going to be posting photos and trip reports, um, both in our forums. Greg, I'm sure you're going to post. Glenn, I know you're going to have some very interesting posts over at uh, at Passamaquoddy. Um, again, I want to direct you guys to please go over to Passamaquoddy.blog.com. Uh, Greg's site is DisneyObsession.blogspot.com. Guys, again, you know... <laughs> To simple things, man, and to simple things that we did, but but I, you know, life is good, and Mouse Fest was great, and I really, really want to say thank you to you guys and everybody else that that came by and I had a chance to meet last week. Agreed, it was great. Thank you, Lou. Now I'm all hungry. I, I, I hear beaches and cream in our future. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Walt Disney World is so much more than a passive experience as attractions like the former Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It and now Turtle Talk with Crush offer guests a much more interactive experience. And in 2009, Disney's going to take that to the next level 
with the opening of the American Idol experience at Disney's Hollywood Studios in the former home of one of the earliest interactive shows, Superstar Television. And today we're talking with Gary Buchanan, Disney Parks spokesperson about uh, what many of us are looking forward to in 2009, although I promise you I will not be singing. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing, but Gary, welcome to the show. Hey, Lou, thanks for having me. I tell you what, we could not be more excited about the American Idol experience. Had a chance, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seemingly out there every day, and uh, every time I'm out there, I just get more excited about the opening coming up soon. And we as guests are as well, um, especially because of how unique this is going to be. And, you know, if guests have watched the, and to call it well, wildly popular, you know, number one show, American Idol, and dreamed about ever getting up on stage and singing their hearts out in front of the judges, now is going to be their chance. Well, you know, the great thing about Disney's Hollywood Studios, it's all about showbiz. And when you're talking about television, you know, you can't talk about it without talking about, like you said, one of the most popular shows ever. American Idol. And we're going to give our guests, whether you, whether our guests are auditioning or whether our guests are actually uh, in the audience deciding who goes on to that next level, we're going to give them the chance to interact with that show and really give an experience as close to if you went to American Idol show yourself. And again, it's a perfect marriage of the number one show on television and the number one vacation destination and what it's going to afford guests, like I said, no matter how they choose to participate. But tell us about those of them, I won't say us because I'm not one of them, that wants to get up there and they want to audition and they want to sing. Tell us how that process and the judging is going to work. Right. Well, we have worked with the producers and creators of American Idol to create as close of an experience as we can for our guests. We really want to bring showbiz and Hollywood to our guests. So if you're auditioning, uh, there's going to be a way to uh, sign up early, whether that's online. Uh, we're still working that out uh, right now on how that, uh, how that is. Uh, you'll be able to pick your song. There'll be all sorts of musical genres, including some Disney songs, of course. Uh, when the guest shows up to audition, they will go in a special entrance because obviously if if you are auditioning at American Idol or if you're on the show, you're going to go in, a, in, in an artist entrance. You're going to come in the back of the theater. You're going to get that backstage experience. You're going to line up. Your name's going to be called uh, when it's your audition time. You're going to walk into one of three audition rooms, uh, brand new audition rooms built uh, in, in backstage of the theater, where you're going to see a Disney casting director. At that point, you're going to sing a cappella. Uh, you're going to sing, sing your note. Exactly, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, not, I'm sweating over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, we, we want to bring that experience because when guests go into audition for the show, they're probably still feeling the same kind of butterflies. You know, the hope, the dreams are, are all down there bubbling. So when you go in, you'll audition. Uh, you'll sing a cappella. You'll either be... You'll either be coached uh, on your performance, because these will be expert uh, uh, judges that will be able to look at it, casting directors. Or you'll say, hey, guess what? You're going to the next level. You're going to audition two. If you go to audition two, you're going to walk down the backstage hall toward this really nice lounge. You're going to be handed an iPod with your song on it, so you can hear a rendition of your song. You'll be able to sit there, relax, study, do a little practice. At that point, you'll be told to come back at a certain time, where you're going to get vocal coaching, hair, makeup, the full Hollywood treatment. So once you are, uh, uh, if you pass that audition, you come back and do all that. So you will be, uh, from the lounge, you'll be able to go into the producer's office, sing your song at, uh, to music, you'll be taped. Because again, you know, the great thing, Lou, is for this, we are, in addition to putting on a show for the guests that are auditioning, we, our producers and directors are thinking of the show for the thousands of guests that will enjoy it in the audience every day. We have, a th we have a theater that seats around 1,000, so if you look at the seven preliminary shows every day, that's 7,000 guests that will be able to be entertained. So our producers and directors are always looking, and they're always talking backstage on radio about different folks that are 
performing and auditioning, different guests. Okay, you know, the 3 o'clock show, we need another ballad in that show because we already have two ballads in the 1 o'clock show, for instance. I'm making the times up, but you know what I mean. So at that point, if you go in and sing your heart out to the producer, you'll be given uh, a time to come back for hair and makeup and also vocal coaching because we want to give that Hollywood experience. You come back... You start that, then you get to hit the stage. It's the first time you, that our guests get to get on that stage. You go in for a rehearsal. The director will tell you, okay, you hit your marks here and here. It's full with the crew and cast. At that point, there are three guests that will be chosen for each one of the seven preliminary shows. Those three guests go backstage. They're sitting in the green room. They, start, they hear the doors open. The people are filing in. The butterflies are building. Then all of a sudden, the lights go down. You hear that familiar American Idol music and guess what it is showtime at that point when you hit the stage and and you're a guest you're going to be treated again to a thousand guests in front of you you know to many that is the dream right there to perform in front of a thousand people to sing your heart out the guests out in the audience are going to be able to judge you just like on the show the three judges on stage will offer feedback and offer coaching but they have no votes just like Simon, Randy, and Paula on the show, the judges on stage have no votes. That's left up to the thousand guests in the audience. There are keypads on each armrest. And so at the end of it, uh, end of the performances, the guests, the guests in the audience will then decide who goes on to that next level. Now, the next level for our, our seven preliminary shows is a finale show. The winner of all seven uh, preliminary shows will go on to the grand finale show, which takes place at the end of each day. You know, it's going to be full Hollywood style, a big diamond vision out in front, blasting out speakers, and it's just going to be a Hollywood style kind of excitement. Well, you'll have all seven perform to be the, the American Idol Experience champion of the day. Now, the champion each day that, that wins that finale show gets something that we are really excited about. It's something, it's an exclusive dream ticket. That dream ticket, only place you can get it is right here by, by winning the daily show. Uh, that dream ticket will allow the guest who wins that to go into any American Idol television show regional audition and have a guaranteed reservation. So we could not be more excited. You know, I'm excited listening to it because this is so much more beyond, it's not a theme park experience that, that they're going for. I mean, it's, all, it's a separate and complete thing, especially for the people that are going to an audition and for their families or their friends that are going to be joining them there when they come out and say, yeah, I'm going to be one of the finalists today. It's got to be something so exciting on a level that we haven't experienced here before. Well, I'm telling you, you know, you know I, I know I went through it really quickly. We're still working a lot of things out right now, but we are so excited about this because at this theater, it's a 25,000-square-foot theater. Uh, as you mentioned, it's uh, the uh, it, 1989 to 1998. It was the home of Superstar Television, which really was an interactive, groundbreaking show. We feel the same way about this. In fact, uh, for the, the real Disney fans out there, uh, I, I think many people have already noticed that the name of the theater is still the Superstar Television Theater. Nice shiny letters on top. It's a nice little nod to history there. But the theater is totally state-of-the-art. It's the most technologically advanced. It's all high-definition uh, inside, the video walls, everything. The set is just amazing. The set was designed by Andy Walmsley, who also designed the set for the American Idol television show. Walt Disney Imagineering worked directly with Andy to have him design the set exactly like the, the set out in Hollywood. Uh, we've had some American Idols come through already, and literally they have been blown away. Uh, David Cook had a chance, uh, the last year champion, uh, had a chance to see it the other day. Came through and literally told us, he said, I was looking for stairwells 
that I was so used to seeing on the, you know, on the stage. He said it was so real. It was just like being there. Uh, you know, the excitement is all the way around. This theater, you, you talked about how it, it, it's just so big. The, uh, this theater does not have a backstage area. If you think about it, all of our theaters have an onstage area that our guests see and a backstage area where our cast and crew will be working. This has no onstage backstage. Our guests, by, by just nature of the attraction, are going to live that backstage experience. So we couldn't be more excited about that. Yeah, it sounds like you really have brought the full American Idol experience to, you know, uh, not only to Walt Disney World and to the theme park, but condensed in a short amount of time. So that person's going to get that feeling of the nervousness of being on stage, the, the, the excitement of performing, the excitement of possibly winning. And then we as guests, you know, are excited about having another attraction like this where we have a vested interest in some of the people who are performing. And like I said, even just from the outside, it's beautiful. And I know there are many, many men who are jealous of the Jumbotron outside who think it would look... <laughs> now, is, now, for guests who maybe can't get in or are walking by, will they be able to see some of the performances on that screen or what's going to be broadcast there? Sure. The finale show uh, will be broadcast on that screen. Our plans are right now. And also throughout the day, when obviously there's not uh, one of our other shows going on or a parade outside, uh, we will be broadcasting different vignettes from some of the, some of the American Idol uh, talent. Uh, we've been taping American Idol talent uh, for uh, you know a while now, doing different things, whether it's a music video, whether it's them talking about their experience, whether it's behind this, you know, behind-the-scenes look at American Idol. We have shot uh, lots of video and lots of interviews, as well as music videos, uh, to really give that American Idol feel. You know, we have great partners on this event, Fremantle Media, uh, North America, and also uh, 19 uh, Entertainment. They are working with us on this. They are the producers and creators of American Idol, the television show. Uh, you know, and, and, and a nice b- uh, bit of Disney trivia here is that... Uh, Many, many of your listeners uh, saw uh, David Cook uh, after the finale. He was the first singer ever to shout those famous lines, I'm going to Disney World. And so that was great because we were out there with our camera crew. And as soon as that show, as soon as he, he was named, you know, that David, and then there was a pause because we had the two Davids on stage. David Cook, the confetti was still falling and our camera crews ran out on that stage and he screamed, I'm going to Disney World. And he still remembers that because, again, that was very historical. He was the first singer in the long, you know, 20-plus year history of the I'm Going to Disney World commercial. He was the first singer to have that honor. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. And the other thing, too, that I wanted to point out to people is unlike the quote-unquote real American Idol, there are no age restrictions on this. Anybody can try out um, and potentially win. You don't have to be between, uh, I guess it's 18 and 24 or whatever the age groups are. There are, uh, you have to be 14 to try out, but there is no uh, cap on, on, on how old someone could be. So, so old guys like me could actually try out. Hey, <laughs> you and I can go, well, I can't try out because I, I, I'm a Disney cast member, but uh, if I were not a Disney cast member, I'd be on stage trying to belt that out as well. The great thing about that is, uh, again, you know, this is going to bring such a great element to it, uh, to the American Idol experience. And, and we'll be bringing the American Idol true American Idol experience to some folks that may not be able to, uh, you know, audition for the show. So, again, it's just something great about this. Yeah, the accessibility and the opportunity that you're bringing uh, to guests is amazing. And like I said, we as, as Disney fans are really excited to see this. When is the American Idol experience going to open? We're looking to open in February. Uh, so will be lots more coming out very soon about that. Uh, but we are, we are busy. I can say they are working round the clock inside that theater. It is, a, it is a lot of activity going on inside there. But again, it's exciting. When you walk in, I think, uh, I think your listeners and, and, and Disney guests will walk in and just be amazed at what 
what they see, but not only that, what they experience. Because again, you know, it, it's not just about the visual. I mean, uh, the theater has the the one thing I didn't mention is this will be the first time uh, in, in that theater that we're going to take a almost like a live television show and present it to our guests. So our guests will be able to say, see steady cams roaming the stage. They'll be able to see you know handheld cameras because this really is like a live television production in front of our guests, which I know, you know, some of our, some of our guests have seen that at Disney's Hollywood studios and Disney MGM studios before that. Uh, but this really takes it to the next level. Yeah. It's an experience coming to the studios in Walt Disney World, like the likes of which we haven't seen before. Like I said, we're very, very excited to see it. We will definitely cover more as we get closer towards February. In the meantime, I'll put a link in the show notes to the official American Idol experience homepage at DisneyWorld.com. Gary Buchanan, thank you so much, very much for taking the time today. Lou, it's my pleasure. Anytime. Okay, it is time once again for another trivia contest. And since it's the holiday season, I thought we would do something holiday-related. So, like the three kings who brought three gifts... I'll bring you three questions with three prizes for the winner this week. So before I tell you what the prizes are, here are your holiday-themed questions. First, what large gingerbread structure can be found in the lobby of Disney's Beach Club Resort during the holiday seasons? No, it is not Art the Greeter, who I love like crazy, but he is not made out of gingerbread. So what large gingerbread structure can you find in the lobby of Disney's Beach Club Resort? Second question. If you walk around the World Showcase Lagoon and you listen to all of the wonderful holiday storytellers and you're so hungry after your walk that you just have to eat something, what pavilions, pay close attention, what pavilions table service restaurant would you eat in if you just heard a tale told by an animal? So, All the storytellers on the promenade are human, for the most part, right? One is an animal, or a human dressed as an animal, I should say. So first, got to figure out what pavilion you could hear that animal tell his tale, then tell me the table service restaurant in that pavilion. Confused yet? I think that makes sense. So I I don't want the pavilion. I want the name of the restaurant, the table service restaurant in the pavilion, where you would hear this animal tell his holiday tale. And your third and final question is, which of the Walt Disney World Resort Hotel's lobbies is home to the legendary life-size gingerbread house? So there are your three questions. The gingerbread structure in the lobby of the Grand Floridian, the name of the table service restaurant in the World Showcase Pavilion where an animal tells his holiday tale, and... What hotel is home to the life-size gingerbread house? Now, you see what I did there? Do you notice that they all, all have something to do with food? God, I love Walt Disney World. Anyway, now, what do you win? What are the three prizes you win this week? Okay, how about a 2009 Walt Disney World trivia page-a-day calendar, a copy of the Main Street USA audio guide on CD, and, for the first time, an all-new WDW radio show button that you can wear with pride in the parks. Now you'll have until 11.59 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, December 28th to email your answer to me at lou at wdwradio.com. Just one winner this week. I hope you guys have fun playing. Remember, it's more important to be right 
then to be first, because I'm going to draw randomly from all the correct entries. That person will be our one winner this week. Again, remember, you have until Saturday, December 28th at 11.59 p.m. to get your entries in to the three questions. Thanks again for playing, and remember, good luck and have fun. That's all the time we have this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. My apologies again if I sound like Kathleen Turner still. I'm still battling that cold that I came back from Walt Disney World with. But I want to say big thanks to Gary Buchanan from the Disney Parks for sharing a look inside the new American Idol experience. I'll put a link in the show notes to the official page on the Disney website. So whether you want to kind of live the dream or learn more about the new show opening in 2009, definitely check out Disney's website. Also thanks to Glenn and Greg from Passamaquati.blog.com and DisneyObsession.blogspot.com, respectively, for looking back on MouseFest 2008 with me. Look for photos on my Facebook page. There's so many people out there who are posting photos, blogging about it. I know one guy is Ray over at Grumpy's Hollow. You can check out his site at GrumpySpace.blogspot.com. Again, there are many, many others. And if you have a trip report or photos or a blog, anything that you want to share, come on over and post in this week's thread over at DisneyWorldTrivia.com in the forums for this week's show. Go ahead and you can link those up uh, so people can go and check those out. A couple other quick notes this week. Uh, I want to say a happy belated birthday to Amy from Linthicum, Maryland. Uh, also, I recently did an interview with Tim Foster about Celebrations Magazine for the Disney Brit podcast. That's available on iTunes and at DisneyBrit.com. If for nothing else, go check it out for the very cool accents. Definitely puts my Jersey accent to shame. Thanks to Adam and Juz for having us on. Juz also has a uh, Disney radio station you can check out over there as well. Uh, I also have a special free treat for you guys this week. And free is always good, right? And uh, thanks to some very hard work from a loyal listener, Paul B. We have yet another enhanced DSi download for you. And this time, it's the DSi I did way back in early 2007 of Hollywood and Sunset Boulevards, then the Disney MGM Studios, with Matt Hotchberg. And what does an enhanced DSi mean? Well, it's really an enhanced version of the podcast, just that segment, in a a format that allows pictures to be inserted into the audio so you can actually see some of what we're really talking about. And all you need to do is download the file, and you can play it right in iTunes, or you can even download it to your iPod, take it with you. Um, And you can download these for free, from the DisneyWorldTrivia.com download section. It's not going to be available in the iTunes store. It's only available from the site. Once you download it, like I said, you can double-click to play the file. It should play in iTunes. There's also other enhanced DSIs that Paul has done for us in there. I think there's also the uh, the Jungle Cruise DSI, as well as a DSI of Echo Lake. I think you're really going to enjoy the additional visual element that it brings, and big Big thanks to Paul for all of his hard work on these. I will definitely link these up in this week's show notes. Again, that's in the download section, the free download section, over at DisneyWorldTrivia.com. As you know, show number 100, wow, is coming up much faster than I expected, and we're trying to reach 100% of our fundraising goal for the DisneyWorldTrivia.com Dream Team Project. 
to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You guys know how much this all means to me. Donations are collected through a secure page over at firstgiving.com. I will link to that in the show notes. To date, we're around $42,000. We're trying to reach our goal of 100% of $45,000. I know that we're so close. I can taste it. I know it's a tough time of year. I know it's a tough economy. But anything that you can give, even if it's a dollar, is going to go a long way to help making a family's dreams come true. And I really appreciate any help that you guys can provide during this effort. And uh, speaking of fundraising, I received an email from a listener who also wanted to help in his own way and help you guys out as well. And he said, Lou, I own a Cold Stone Creamery ice cream store in Baltimore, Maryland. And as a cancer survivor myself, I can't begin to tell you how much I admire all you've done to help the Make-A-Wish Foundation kids. And I want to help any way that I can. And what he offered was, from now until the end of January, for anybody that comes into his store and tells them that they are fans of the WDW radio show or Lou Mangello, or even if you're just a Disney fan, he'll take 10% of that sale and donate it to the Dream Team Project. And he said it could be anything from a kid-sized ice cream to a giant cake or, you know, maybe a single chocolate with peanut butter cups and coconut mixed in. Hello. Uh, 10% of that sale is going to go to the charity effort. So the store is, and I'll link it up in the show notes, it's the Cold Stone Creamery in the Can Company in Baltimore, Maryland. I'll give you the address. I'll give you the phone number. It's valid only at that location. It's something that he's doing uh, just to try and help out. Big thanks to John Shar. He is the, uh, the vice president for such a wonderful offer. And speaking of offers and generosity and everything else in this time of year, I'm going to keep offering my 2009 Walt Disney World Pay-to-Day calendar for just $7 over at DisneyWorldTrivia.com store. And... And I'm even going to reduce the price of the audio guides to Walt Disney World as well. So now you can get the CDs for just $8.99. That's for Main Street USA or Adventureland. And the instantly downloadable version of either one, you ready? Going to be just 5 bucks, And it's going to be a limited time offer. And it's, it's kind of like Black Friday all over again without having to get up at the crack of dawn and fight the crowd. So you'll now be able to save a dollar off each of the CDs. The downloads will now be just $5. It's a limited time offer. Go ahead and check those out again in the DisneyWorldTrivia.com store. Issue two of Celebrations Magazine is out. It is our holiday spectacular. Really happy with how it came out. Uh, thanks so much to all of you who've given us such great feedback about that. Thanks to everybody who contributed to it. The magazine would not be what it is without all of your contributions and your help. If you haven't subscribed yet, you still can over at celebrationspress.com. If you want to order issue one and or issue two, you can get back issues as well from the website. And I keep saying, just like the show, if you want to be a part of Celebrations Magazine, if you want to contribute some photos, a story, an idea, a letter to the editor, send those to me as well. I'll be happy to talk to you guys about that. You can send those over to Lou at WDWRadio.com. Speaking of contributing and saying thanks, big thanks to everybody who called in the voicemail or emailed the show. I'm going to have a big listener email segment coming up so I can catch up on some of your questions. I know I have a lot to get to. I keep apologizing for it. Things just, the, the timing just hasn't been right, but I promise I will get to more of your questions. If you have a question you want read, you can send it to Lou at WDWRadio.com. Or if you want to be on the air, you can call the new toll-free voicemail at 888 888- 703-2171. You know I love it when you call in with suggestions 
comments, feedback on some of our segments. And of course, you know, I love most when you guys call in from the parks. I love hearing from you. So uh, thanks as always to my partners and sponsors, especially Mouse Fan Travel. Uh, they are my official recommended travel provider for all of your vacation planning needs. Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Lines, Adventures by Disney, and so much more. Also, All-Star Vacation Homes. They still have an exclusive discount for you guys where you can get a free rental car and a $50 gas card. You can check all those links out in the show notes. Lots and lots of exciting things coming up in the next few weeks, I promise you, including a few surprises, so stay tuned. Remember, if you are a new listener, please go back, check out some of the older shows. A lot of the content, like I said, is really not time-specific. I think you'll find some stuff in there that you guys are really going to enjoy. You can check that out from our show directory right on the WDW Radio website. Remember that if you want to comment on, talk about the show with other listeners, other Disney fans, visit the WDW Radio Show forums at DisneyWorldTrivia.com. It is a fun, very friendly, very welcoming community. I invite you guys to come by and join. As always, if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it whenever, wherever you can. Come over, review us on iTunes, come say hi on Facebook, follow my instant updates on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash Don't forget about the meets of the month starting next month, January 10th, Saturday, 2 p.m. Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station at the Magic Kingdom. We'll be having a WDW Radio Show listeners meet as part of the 2009 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend Celebration. And, uh, you know, speaking of celebrating uh, this time of year, no matter what or or how you celebrate uh, this time of year, so is not about presents and shopping or any of that kind of stuff. It's about people. It's about family and friends and even perfect strangers. And it really is a time of thanks and a time of giving So please remember to always live and love and give and do something good for somebody else this season and always. And I promise you, I promise you, you will feel good about it and you feel good about yourself. And uh, remember that as long as you have your health, your family and your friends, nothing else matters. I I wish all of you, uh, no matter how, when or where you celebrate, the very best holiday ever. And, uh, And thank you again. I am so thankful this time of year to all of you for listening each and every week and uh, of course my friends I mean it when I say thanks for taking the time for tuning in this and every week so until next time I hope you have a great week a great holiday keep moving forward see ya hi Lou this is Laura from San Diego I'm wrapping up a day of holiday celebrations at Disneyland. It was a great day. Uh, Jack's Haunted Mansion was fun, and I saw the candlelight ceremony. It was fantastic and beautiful. Our narrator was uh, Uncle Jesse himself, John Stamos, and he did great. And uh, I'm all in the holiday spirit now, Lou. So I hope that you and your family have a Christmas full of love and joy and that your New Year's is full of magical adventures. Bye, Lou. Hi, Lou. It's me, Kirby, again. I sent in a voicemail last episode, but I'm calling because I just listened to last week's episode, and you were talking about the top ten sentimental things in Walt Disney World, and I probably couldn't agree with you more on the last one, which is going home, because every time I'm at Disney World, even though I've only been there twice, it just 
you get that feeling that like you just want to stay there for the rest of your life and just it's just like just because it's the magic but you really want to stay there because I have so many memories it's like there's so many rides there it's just a feel of that it's just like one of the best places I think I will ever be um uh I just because so when day five comes and you have to go home you know and I mean, can't stay there forever but you know at some time you will be coming back and that, you know, you sh it's not, everything's not revolved around Walt Disney World, you can't think that, like, it's just, you have to spend your whole entire life there. But, um, uh, things just come and go, but yeah, I remember, I know every time I leave Disney World, I, I kind of get sad because I know that it'll probably be a long time before I get to go again. But, um, uh, but, as I wanted to say, so, talk to you later, Ruby. bye. Hi, Lou, De this is Dennis from Madison, Wisconsin. Long-time listener, first-time caller, and I've met you a couple of times. Um, the term Woodwright was essentially boils down to um, master carpenter. Um, there's probably some more subtlety in that meaning. I had hoped to come to Mouse Fest this year, but due to the economy and about a hundred other stupid reasons, um, that's about all I can say. Um, take care. Hope you enjoy the crowds down there. I sure would have loved to have seen it at this time of year. Bye now. Hi, Lou. This is Diane. I listen to your podcast every week. I'm just finishing up on show 96, and the whole podcast was great. But I just had to tell you how much I enjoyed your top ten list this week. Um, I cried through the whole that whole part of the show. Um, my whole family laughs at me. They spend as much time watching me cry while we're at Disney as looking at the attractions that we're at. Um, there's just something about Disney that just just breaks a person up. I just wanted to tell uh, Tim not to feel bad about... Um, he was talking about... Uh, well, I can't even remember now which part it was that he was talking about. That's how it shook up. Disney makes me. I get get teared up about just every portion of it. Thanks for the show. You guys do a great job. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Brian Hubbard from Kokomo, Indiana. Um, in listening to the podcast about cast members being one of the wonders of Walt Disney World, it brought to mind... Um, the Disney Institute, and you had your interview with Lee Cockrell, and this kind of all ties together. The Institute has local programs that they put on, you know, kind of pretty much around the world, um, and the ability for and just anybody to be able to go and take a class from the Institute and kind of see some of the behind-the-scenes pieces and learn a little bit more about how Disney does, uh, what they do from a business standpoint, is really pretty, it's an amazing opportunity. Uh, I was able to go to one of the programs about three years ago and really enjoyed it. It's great because it does give you not only, you know, some really interesting things that you can implement in your own business, but it also does give you that behind-the-scenes piece to be able to understand how they do what they do. So I would recommend to you and to any, anybody, um, if they have the opportunity to attend one of the local classes or uh, do the research trip and go to either Walt Disney World or Disneyland and take one of their on-site courses, I would recommend that anybody do that. Thanks for all you do with the show and for everything that you do for the community. Take care. Bye. 
Good morning, Lou. This is Betsy. I'm calling from Savannah, Georgia. I'm a relatively new listener to the show, but this morning I was catching up on some podcasts and heard your podcast with Tim Foster about your top 10 probably weepiest moments. I'm sitting here in the parking lot of my office trying to compose myself, and I wanted to share our families. In December of 2005, my husband returned from Iraq, and our big trip welcome home dad was to take our children, Alex, who was nine, and Mackenzie, who was five at the time, to Walt Disney World. We busted around and got ourselves to the Magic Kingdom before it opened so that we could be there for the opening. My daughter, Mackenzie, was dressed as Snow White, and as Mickey and friends arrive on the train, she exclaimed with this amazing voice, Mommy, it's really Mickey. And I started to cry. And I looked over at my husband. Here's this big six foot two um, staff sergeant in the Army with tears streaming down his face. And so now I'm hysterically crying at him. He's crying. Our kids are so excited. And I really lost it when I looked over and saw a young girl, uh, probably five or six, uh, maybe Hispanic or Italian, dressed like Cinderella and also exclaiming to her parents the experience in her language. And that, to me, just blew it away because I think that's what Walt really wanted was for everybody and anybody to be able to experience this. And the cross-cultural experience makes me want to cry right now. But um, I hope you're really enjoying Mouthfest, and we're all hoping that we'll get to join you um, next year on either the sea part of it or maybe the land part of it. We're not sure, but I hope you had a fabulous time. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Brian. I just wanted, I know you're here with us right now, hanging out at uh, Joe Rogers. <laughs> just wanted to say we're having a fantastic time with Alex Fest. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Oh, this is Greg from Bob Scott with the Disney Obsession, and I am going to spot you. Bye, Well, folks, I guess that about does it for our show. Now bundle up, stay warm, and come back and see us real soon. Happy holidays, y'all.